When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On ECNZ. All right, we are 17 and a half minutes away from 8am and uh, on double eight double three, we really do appreciate all your messages coming in. Um, Steph, Dylan, Costa, Wills, everybody that's messaged. Look, uh, yeah, we can't really say too much more, Izzy. That was beautiful, bro. So... We'll park that for now, but we'll um, never ever forget Sean Wainui and his contribution to what he did to, of course, Māori Dum, just rugby culture, New Zealand. So we'll never forget, but um, thank you for your messages, and they really do mean a lot. So we appreciate that. But in the meantime, well, sport does continue, and one of those sports that continues will be the Premier League and, and football. So why don't we talk about it, a bit about it, because we do have a game this evening. Um, we've got Crystal Palace and Arsenal playing, and... That's uh, over in the Premier League. Uh, yesterday, Tottenham, well, they got a win over the new richest club in the league, Newcastle. I'm pretty sure Liverpool, wow, United fans might want to hear this, but Liverpool and Mo Salah, they really announced themselves as the powerhouse, in my opinion. Mo Salah, he's got to be right up there anyway. So the Premier League has returned. Um, Arsenal and Crystal Palace is coming away in a, what we would describe as a mid-table battle. But before then, we're going to catch up with Charlotte Dunker, who is the very well-respected Manchester United correspondent for football news website Goal. Charlotte, how are you doing? Thanks so much for joining us your time in the evening. Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, we're good. We're doing really well. So it's good to have you on to talk some football. Um, we've got a we've got a game this evening, but your specialty and, and what you spend a lot of time doing is focusing on Manchester United. So yeah, that was a tough old watch against Leicester, wasn't it, Charlotte? Yeah, it wasn't the best at all, was it? I think if you everyone that has dissected it has said exactly the same thing that it was just one one of the worst performances you've probably seen under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You can kind of understand if they lose because every single team probably is going to lose once this season and if it was just the occasional defensive mistake which we've seen creeping in their game then you can kind of let it go but it was just the performance as a whole which was absolutely terrible which was probably the most concerning thing for them. Yeah, that's right. There's so much to focus on, but the overall performance, I guess, down here in New Zealand, Charlotte, we see headlines and we see Ronaldo and we think, oh, hunky-dory at Old Trafford. I know there isn't a lot of United fans down here that will know that's not quite the case, but there is a lot to work through here with this club, right? 
Yeah, of course. And Cristiano Ronaldo came back. And I'm sure you all saw the scenes when he made his second debut against Newcastle. The atmosphere in the stadium was absolutely unbelievable. And a player of his calibre and how good he is, he is going to, He's going to lift the team, but with that comes expectations. I think you look at the signings they made before Ronaldo came back. They got Varane, they got Sancho, and the expectation really was now that having finished second last season, Manchester United needed to go on and they needed to properly challenge. Then comes in Ronaldo and everyone's saying, oh, they can go and win it. But I think at the moment what you're seeing is the problem that having him in the team and him being the focal point, the rest of the team seems to be a bit disjointed. So... You saw what happened when he was dropped against Everton. Everyone was saying, why on earth haven't you started him? So Solskjaer's kind of in this difficult situation where he's got these big-name players, but at the moment they're not gelling as a team. It's just a team of very good individuals who don't seem to play that well together. Yeah, I don't envy Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's position at all because he, it is a tough pyramid when you <laughs> when you stack it all up, isn't it? So who, who wants Oli gone the most? Is it the fans, the media or the players? I don't. I don't think the media have been that harsh on him. To be honest, I think there's not. There's in the media. There's not that been much Oli out. I think after the Leicester game, more of us have been questioning where it is the United can go from here. Is he the right person to take them on? If you read social media, which I'm sure you do, there's a large oh, portion of TikTok, especially fans that are. <laughs> there are a lot of fans that are Oli out. Are they the match-going supporters that go every single week? I'm not too sure. There was still a lot of vocal backing for Solskjaer at Leicester at the weekend. Granted, it wasn't there at full time once they'd been beaten, but they, they're still backing him. But I think you're just starting to see that turn now where even what you'd call the match-going the match going fans are starting to think, where, where are they going under this? So it's going to be a tough few weeks for him, especially when you look at the fixture list, you look at the way they're playing. If he doesn't pick up some big results and they're going to be really difficult games then it's going to become more and more, not just with fans, but obviously with media and everyone. But from the club, the, the word from the club is that he is still being backed and I don't really expect that to change. Interesting. All right. So so then to, to compound it for United fans, they just would have been absolutely grimacing watching Salah and Liverpool have an absolute field day <laughs> against Watford. Are, are Liverpool kind of really starting to hit their straps and flex their muscles, do you feel? I think Liverpool obviously coming at the weekend, it couldn't be coming at a worse time, is it? You look well, you look at what Salah did against Watford, nobody is stopping that. Not the best defenders in the world, the best goalkeeper in the world, but they can't stop him, can they? So he's a wizard. I think Yeah, exactly. So even if United were on top form, coming up against someone in Salah's form, arguably he's the best player in the world right now, you could argue that. So coming up against someone like that, even if you're in top form is gonna be difficult. United are gonna go into the game not in the, the best form that they're in at all, and they're going to have to, to pull off a result. So it's it's a huge game, much bigger game for United than it is for Liverpool. Talk to me, talk to us about Brighton here, Charlotte. We, <laughs> we look at the table, a few of the Premier League fans and football fans, they look at the table, yeah, Chelsea, Liverpool, United, Tottenham, United, you know, it all kind of, a City, United, it kind of makes sense. And then you get Brighton, smack bang in the middle, clinging on to that Champions League, Champions League spot. What's going on here? I mean, if you speak, if you ring me back at the end of the season and we'll talk about whether Brighton is still in the Champions League <laughs> spot. <laughs> I mean, it's been a great start of the season, seven. You can't take anything away from them, but I just think that one of the favourite old things is it's a um, marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? And I think when you come towards the end of the season, they're not going to be up there. They're, 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 if we're being honest, they're a mid-table side, aren't they? That's, and that's not being rude to them. I just think that, that that's that probably their limits. So 
I don't can't see them at the end of the season. I've been qualifying for the Champions League. I may be very wrong, and I you can get me back on at the end of the season if they are up there. Who for? Don't worry, we roll on everything here, Charlotte. Everything is recorded and archived, so we'll we'll be able to dig dig it out. Hey, um, so so assuming that's right, and you probably are right, or you are the expert. So, does that mean a, a you know a Leicester or an Arsenal or Everton or someone we expect to come a little bit more good can slide up? Who are you looking at that's kind of hasn't had the season the start they would want to expect to kind of put some uh, wins together here and move up the table? I think Leicester, like you just mentioned there, I think what you saw is that they've had a bad start to the season. They've um, been hit by difficult injuries, but the performance they put in against Manchester United, as bad as Manchester United were, Leicester were very good. And a lot of the talk was like, this is the Leicester we used to see and the the ones that can qualify for the Champions League, the one that should be fighting at the top of the table. So for me, I think they could use that performance as a catalyst to push them on now for the rest of the season. I definitely think, um, yeah, they're the ones that can go on and improve the most after the start they've had, with players coming back as well. That should help them. All right, one to leave you with then. We've got we've got Newcastle, right? And we know about their high-profile purchase. They're now owned by what is it, Saudi Arabian yeah. Kingdom, is it? And they are they're still smack bang in relegation zone. How disastrous! And is it even possible that they could be relegated after this um, this purchase? Imagine they could become the richest club in the championship never mind the <laughs> Premier League um, but yeah of course it's possible that they could get relegated but I think everyone knows the writings on the wall for Steve Bruce it depends who they bring in to replace him I doubt they're going to get relegated because not only will they bring in a new manager but they're going to have a lot of money to spend in the January transfer window if they get the right manager in and they can buy a couple of players I'm sure that the tide will change up there for them. I don't, I don't think they'll get relegated, but anything is possible just because they've had this massive change of ownership and what we expect to be in a big influx of money. That, that's not all you need. You need everything to work for you on the pitch. So it'll be interesting to see, but I definitely don't think that the owners have bought it thinking that they would be a championship club. So they'll want them to stay up, definitely. No, they like to succeed, don't they? Over there. Well, they like cash at least, yeah. and that kind of comes hand in hand. Charlotte, <laughs> thank you. You've been fantastic. We'll have to catch up again, regardless whether you're right or wrong. We'll have you back on, do good work for the <laughs> goal, and, and, yeah, we'll get you back at some stage. Have a great evening. Well, you too. Thank you. No worries. There you go. That's Charlotte Dunker out of goal. You hit the football news website. You can go and have a look at her on Twitter. She does very, very good work covering Manchester United and the wider league. There's plenty of texts here on double eight double three again. We really appreciate all your kind messages to Sean Wainui and uh, regarding Izzy's very, very special words. It is eight minutes away from eight o'clock. Of course, you can give us a call on the Kennards High phone line 0800 150 811. We'd love to hear from you. Any stage throughout the morning. Premier League, who's the side that you expect to shoot up? Well, would Brighton be able to hang on? Arsenal and Crystal Palace get away, get on away at about 8am. We'll catch up with Ryan Fox too. Back soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast.